0: uh service and anyone watching online as well you're very welcome to to join us and we hope that god richly blesses you um, we're starting uh this the announcements with a very very sad uh, announcement this morning um, it's with deep regret that i have to announce the death of jeff crummy uh, he was rushed to hospital last night and passed away And our thoughts and our prayers go out to Mary and his whole family. Jeff was here last week, and it was very unexpected. And um, I just want to i just like to quieten our hearts now, and let's remember his family, and let's just pray for his family at this time. (laughs) Father, we do not know what is round the corner. But we thank you that you do. And we thank you that our security is in you, and in Christ, and what Christ has done for each and every one of us. Father, we think of Mary, we think of the family. Lord, we think of just the devastation that they're feeling at the moment. Um, Mm -hmm. Father, we just pray that you'd bring a peace that passes all understanding. You bring a peace of mind, a peace of heart, that, Father, you would help them through this very difficult period, especially at the mouth of Christmas. Lord, we just pray that you'd be with them and strengthen them, and may your grace be sufficient for them, and may you put your everlasting arms around about them. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And uh, obviously, we have no idea with regards to funeral times or arrangements, but as soon as we find that out, we will uh, let you know tomorrow uh, as you know is christmas day and we have our service here at 10 o'clock in the morning and it will be a family service if the children want to come along bring their toys we'll have we look at some of the toys and uh, enjoy that service together at 10 a.m next sunday the 31st of december the reverend brian gibson will be taking the service in my place uh, he was the minister for Quite a quite a period in Railway Street Presbyterian Church, and now he helps out in Shore Street. So looking forward uh, to hearing him now. Please note that Sunday Club uh, won't be meeting next Sunday, um, but we look forward to the new year. And may I just thank everyone here? Um, there's too many people involved in what you do all year. Uh, there's so much that goes on here, and it doesn't go unnoticed. We really appreciate it. And I just want to thank everyone for all your work and your help throughout the year in making this family the the strong family that it is. I'm just going to ask Tom to come. We're looking forward to another short video from Peru. And Tom's going to do that for us now.
1: Good morning, everybody. You probably remember last week I said that Gloria and Jose in Arequipa had sent us another video, but this time it's a greeting to you all and a thank you. Uh, I think I said last week that they generally admit the children to the children's home when they're four. Well, this is the other end of the age range. They have now a number of young people who have reached the age of 17, and in Peru, You go on to college or university when you're 17, a year earlier than would be normal here. So those are the young people you're going to see in the video. You should be able to make out very clearly the girl who will introduce it. And then if you wonder what all the others are saying, they're telling you in their best English or Spanish uh, what subject they're studying at third level. So let's watch the video.
2: And church um, in this morning with my brothers and sisters. We want to say thank you very much for your help and for this heart that you have and uh, for listening God and yeah for your servant heart and uh, we love you so much all of you and we want to say to all of you
3: Merry Christmas and uh, God bless you. I
2: am studying enfermería.
4: I am studying psychology. you study mechanical automotriz.
5: I am studying administración. Yo estudio psicología. I am study hydremos. I am study
4: administrative. Yo estudio
1: contabilidad. I am studying engineering mechanics. I
4: study fisioterapia and rehabilitation. Yo estudio Veterinaria
1: Yo estudio publicidad.
3: Yo estudio eh, administración de negocios internacionales. Sí, yo
6: estudio administración y negocios internacionales. Yo
7: estudio obstetricia y cuadricultura.
6: Yo estoy estudiando enfermería. Yo estoy de chemista. Yo de diseño de modas.
1: <laughs> well, thank you all again, and God bless you.
0: Thank you, Tom. Thank you very much. And um, we look forward to 2024 to find out a wee bit more about what's going on in Peru and follow that work and support that work. Let me just read to you Isaiah 9, verses 2 and 6. It says, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. Of those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. And verse 6, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Let's pray. Father, we want to celebrate your Son. We have heavy hearts this morning, but Lord, at the same time, we want to lift our hearts in worship and celebrate, Lord, what you have done in your Son becoming flesh and dwelling amongst us and walking with us and suffering with us and dying for us lord we just pray that we would worship you and honor you and bring a, a smile to your face um, in jesus name amen let's stand let's sing in the bleak mid-winter <laughs> to uh, invite margaret to come and margaret's going to do um, a reading for us matthew chapter 2 verses 1 to 12.
2: after jesus was born in bethlehem in judea during the time of king herod magi from the east came to jerusalem and asked where is the one who has been born king of the jews For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly, and found out from them the exact time that the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report it to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was when they saw the star they were overjoyed on coming to the house they saw the child with his mother mary and they bowed down and worshiped him then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold frankincense and myrrh. and in having warned in a dream not to go back to herod they returned to their own country by another route Amen
0: thank you margaret um last week with a wee bit of difficulty with the sunday club video but i've been assured that uh, this is act two scene two uh we're going to have an, another go and i've been told that it's working okay now so i just want to thank amy and all the gang from sunday club uh, all the children for their hard work on this so sit back and enjoy
4: I am Darcy and I am Charlotte. This is Sunday Club News at 11 and we have some breaking news and just this morning that Caesar is calling for a census. The census is to take record of everyone living in the country. Everyone will have to travel to their hometowns to register. So if you are planning <laughs> on travelling this weekend, please be aware the roads will be very busy. This census has called quite a commotion Let's go live on our correspondent, Jackson, who is just outside of Bethlehem.
6: Hello, I am Jackson from Sunday Club News at 11. Would you like to tell me uh, where you're going this fine morning? I am Joseph and this is Mary. We are travelling for the Sanchez. That's quite a distance we travel, especially when you've got a baby on your way. Yes, especially with the angels. What? An angel? Yes, Yes. an angel appeared to us and told us that this baby would be the son of God. That would be quite a shock, wouldn't it? Yes. I was scared,
4: but the angel said to be okay.
6: I hope we will be able to get a hotel in Bethlehem. I'd better let you go on your way then. That's Thank it you. on Galilee M1 News. I'm back to you in the studio.
4: Thank you so much. That was correspondent Jackson live on ground at Galilee M1. What an interesting story about that angel, we will follow up with Jackson later for some more information on the census. In the meantime, here's the weather with Lily. Good morning everyone. Today is a beautiful day. The light is pleasant and it is good for the eyes to see the sun. Make sure to wear your sunglasses though. Moving down to the south, there will be lightning, hail, snow and clouds and stormy winds make sure you wrap up warm finally moving to the east it is a good time to be a tree as the rain is sent with the season now back to some more news thank you for that lily in other news reporters have come out that there is fish shortage in Galais. fishermen have been unable to keep up with the increasingly high demands resulting in a large inflation of the price of fish but now back to our top story over to jackson our correspondent on the ground, bringing the latest news on the census.
6: Hello again. I'm here with two shepherds called Abimelech and Bartholomew. They have a very interesting story. So, are you here for your census or what are you here for? There was, we were just looking
4: after our sheep and then the two angels appeared. And then we were just scared.
6: Did you say anything news?
4: <coughs> yes, mum said, don't be scared. We had some good news. They told us that there was a baby in the manger and and it was God's son. We were just going outside <coughs> of it.
6: Well, thank you for talking to us at Sunday Club News. Better let you go and find your baby. Back to using in the studios. <coughs> Thank you once again,
4: Jackson, live from the fields just outside of Bethlehem. I wonder if the shepherds are on their way to see the same baby from our interview earlier? I think this is a much more interesting story and let's unfold this instead. Can we get our correspondent down into Bethlehem to follow this?
2: Yes, let's do that.
4: Great, thank you. We are going to stop for a little quick break now. Well, Jackson travels into Bethlehem for our new top story this morning. In the meantime, please enjoy this performance from the Sunday Club Choir. Sunday Club news. The, the time is now 12 noon and you're with me Charlotte and me Darcy in the newsroom. Before break we began following the story of a young couple Mary and Joseph on their way to Bethlehem. They claimed that Mary's baby was the Son of God. We then heard from some shepherd who claimed to be visited by an angel and were on their way to visit a, a baby born in Bethlehem who was the Son of God. If these witnesses are correct, this may just be the greatest journalism opportunity of all time. The biggest breaking news of all time.
6: We are going back on the ground with our top reporter, Jackson. Hello again. I'm here with three wise men on your search for the same baby as earlier. Now, tell me why you started this journey? Well, we were studying some stars and a new one appeared. And a new
4: star, a new king. So we went to King Herod's palace but when we got to King Herod's palace we couldn't find the baby there and King Herod had no idea what we
6: were talking about. So your new know king was not born in the palace so he could be anywhere in Bethlehem and you're going to find him, he has hundreds of babies in Bethlehem. Well we're going to follow this star,
4: which will lead us to the baby we have to go to the shops to get some presents. So we need to get Frankenstein gold and, and
6: maybe a teddy bear too. We'll have to let you guys go and find your yeah, son of gold. So more people finding your son of gold, we better follow that star too. And back to using the studio. That was our current
4: affairs correspondent Jackson in Bethlehem with three wise men. We will follow up again with Jackson but first here is the traffic report with Austin. Reports have been coming through now that roads are becoming very busy with people travelling for the census. There are major delays on the A5 and M7 entering Jerusalem due to a donkey llama collusion. Similarly, if you're on the A2 leaving Nazareth, you can expect delays all day. Thank you. Now for more news. We're going back to Bethlehem again with Jackson for another update on the search for the
6: Son of God and the new King. I'm here with John, the innkeeper at Bethlehem Hotel. We've just started right to here. Thank you for talking to us. Do you mind telling us what happened earlier? This is this live TV? Yes, yes, it's live TV. Oh yes, there was a young couple looking for a room
4: because of the senses, but it was so busy that we had to send them into the stable.
6: Are there animals in the stable?
4: They didn't book ahead, so that's all we have.
6: Would you mind showing us the stable? Oh yes, I'll take you there now. Go. go, go. go. The search for a son of God is finally over. People are saying this new little baby will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. And his name is Jesus. But this isn't just breaking news; it's the best good news ever. Back to you in the studio.
8: Joy to the world.
0: That was fantastic, wasn't it? That was, I must have taken ages doing that, but thank you so much to Amy and to all the leaders and everyone in the Sunday Club. It was fantastic, it really was. So, we're going to stand, we're going to sing Silent Night, and then the boys and girls can go out to the Sunday Club. Mm-hmm. you so much, Sunday School leaders, for all you do, and Bible class leaders, for all you do all throughout the year. And your offering will be received. Thank you. A
8: long time ago in Bethlehem,
7: saw the holy Bible say, Mary's boy child, Jesus Christ, was born on christmas day heart now hear the angels sing new kings born today and man will live forevermore because of christmas day trumpets sound and angels sing listen That man will live forevermore Because of Christmas Day While shepherds watch their flock by night They see a bright new star Then hear a choir of angels sing Music seems
0: to come from afar Now Joseph and his wife. Man. Father, we do really, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that we're all here this morning because of Jesus. Without him at the centre of what we celebrate, it would be futile, it would be a social event that is empty. But Lord, because Jesus is amongst us, Lord, we have such hope and assurance that he is with us, that he walks with us by his Spirit and lives in us. What a gift of your Son, Father, to us, and we celebrate that. And We just give our offerings to you, Lord, as a token of thanks and as a representation that it's not just a tenth, but Lord, that everything that we own, everything that we are, belongs to you, and we surrender that to you today, in Jesus' name, amen. going to ask Adrian to come she's going to come and do a prayer of intercession for us this morning
3: let's pray lord we come into your presence this morning thankful for this special time of year we celebrate the coming of your son into our world as a tiny helpless baby help us to celebrate the coming of the Prince of Peace in our world today Holy Spirit we pray that justice and mercy will bring an end to war and terror be with those who need you who have suffered violence displacement hunger and lack of basic needs We pray that you would soften hard hearts and change hardened attitudes. And we pray for those in positions of power, that you would speak to their hearts. And this day we commit to you, Israel and Palestine, Ukraine, Afghanistan, the Yemen, And that little family of Mary, Joseph and Jesus became refugees almost as soon as Jesus was born. And so we pray for refugees everywhere this morning who have fled danger, persecution and certain death. Lord, we celebrate the coming of your son into our world as a tiny helpless baby help us to celebrate the one who brought light into darkness Lord Jesus you showed us the father's heart his unconditional love for us a new way to live you told us to love our neighbor but even our enemy help us to be true heralds of Jesus' coming. Help us to proclaim the gospel in words, but more importantly, in our actions. We celebrate the coming of your Son into our world as a tiny helpless baby. We celebrate all that Jesus was on earth But Lord, today we celebrate that he is alive and at your right hand in glory. Lord, we celebrate that death has been defeated. Eternal life begins here. This morning, Lord, bless those who mourn. Be near and comfort all those who are still raw from the death of loved ones this year. We thank you for the hope given to us by the birth of a baby. And so Lord bless all those whom we love this day. We ask for a peaceful time with family and friends. But amidst the presence and food and fun, remind us of a tiny, helpless baby who is now the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Hallelujah.
0: Thank you, Adrian. I want to stand and sing the first Noel. <laughs> Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. Luke 1, 26 to 38, and a wee, wee bit, we'll be talking a wee bit about further along in Luke's gospel and in John's gospel. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are... You who are highly favoured, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, you have found favour with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month for nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. I have a photograph here uh, of Jim Irwin. Uh, Jim, Jim Irwin was an American astronaut, and he served as a lunar module pilot for Apollo 15. He was. The fourth human lunar landing, he he landed uh, at the Apollo 15. He was the eighth person to ever walk on the moon. Um, when I was a child, I have this photograph actually in Chatsworth hanging up on my wall, uh, but I've had it since I was a child. When I was a child, my mum and dad went to hear Jim Irwin one evening speak uh, about his experience. And they came home with a signed photograph and it's the signatures, uh, t- t- it's... Uh, addressed to the Shaws, but it was very hard to make out. But I've kept it and treasured it and it's hanging up in Chatsworth. But the story goes that one night as a young child Jim Jim's mum told him to hurry up to bed and she'd be up in a couple of minutes to tuck him in. And when he when she went up the stairs he was standing at the window of his bedroom gazing out at the st- at the sky and there was a full moon that night and he was just engrossed in looking at it and she said what are you doing Jimmy and he says I'm looking at the moon well it's time to go to bed now and he didn't want to go to bed he wanted just to stand and gaze at the moon but as his mom tucked him in he said mommy you know one day I'm going to walk on the moon I'm going to walk on the moon and uh, years later Jim Irwin was involved in an almost fatal motorbike accident which broke most of the body, his bones and his body, he was in awful condition, um, and such hopes and dreams, they seemed to be just smashed. But years later, and who would have believed that Jim Irwin saw his dream fulfilled as he walked on the moon, an experience that's only been shared by 11 other people uh, in history mary as a young girl of about 16 or 18 i'm sure she had dreams of her own like a teenage girl i suspect they involved a young man called joseph i suspect that perhaps she thought of well it'd be lovely to have a nice wee house in nazareth and uh, a young family supported by my husband's carpentry business everything will just be lovely but then that particular night i suspect it felt like someone had thrown a hand grenade amongst her dreams uh, amongst her hopes. She probably didn't know whether to be excited or whether to be frightened. Um, it was a, an incredible experience, an unprecedented experience. Verse 31 we're told, You will bring forth a son and call his name Jesus. Now, the angel Gabriel was very good at this. He's a very good messenger. He sandwiched that sort of punch blow with compliments from God. He says, you have found favor with God. Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord's with you. He said, you will be great and, and he, your son will be great and will be called the son of the highest. He will reign over the house of Jacob. But that's this little phrase when our plans tend to seem to disappear dissipate and we don't have those hopes and dreams when they seem smashed the little phrase that often comes into our head is but what about what about what about my upcoming marriage to Joseph what about my life in Nazareth what about my plans and we're told that she was frightened I'm sure anybody any of us if we saw an angel of the visit would be frightened but frightened also possibly at well, my marriage, Joseph, if he thinks that I'm pregnant and he's going to think I've been unfaithful to him, I'm going to lose him. And by Jewish law, people might think that I've been unfaithful to Joseph and therefore by Jewish law, they could stone me to death. We're told that she was very frightened. And Gabriel says to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favour with God. You know, aren't there times in our lives when our hopes and our dreams may seem that they have exploded uh, before our very eyes? But there's something beautiful that we all can learn from Mary's response to this. In spite of her circumstances, in spite of what she's feeling right now, she decides in her heart to trust. You know, each of us grasp tightly to our own lives, And here Mary had to learn to loosen her grip on her own life and trust God to surrender her own life into God's hands. She had her hopes and dreams holding on, but God was teaching her to just let go, to let go. Open your hand, Mary, open your hand. Surrender to me. Trust me and uh, she turns around and her response is wonderful she says behold the maidservant of the lord let it be to me according to your word complete surrender with the reflections on tuesday there was a poem entitled starlight and let me read a little sentence of it the star shone bright on bethlehem And Mary in her heart, and caring safely for the world its Savior, knew fear for all the unknown, he was bringing her in her tomorrows. She knew the fear for all the unknown, that he, that is Jesus, was bringing her in her tomorrows. The poet goes on to say that all of our unknown tomorrows, all of our unknown tomorrows, he knows. He knows. He knows all of the unknown tomorrows of 2024. He knows. He knows. It's an act of trust and an act of complete surrender. Behold the maidservant of the Lord, she says. Let it be to me according to your word. My favorite Christmas film of mine, I've watched it once. I was talking to Ben during the week. He's watched it twice. <laughs> He, it's one of his favourite films. It's a Wonderful Life. And George Bailey, played by James Stewart, gets an opportunity to see what life would be like if he never existed. And uh, it's amazing how our lives touch so many others' lives. Uh, and Jesus' life just didn't touch um, Mary. It touched his whole family. It touched everyone around him. And today, his life touches us when we're in complete surrender to him, when we are able to just let go of the grip on our own lives and surrender to him. God, I'm going to trust you in this. These circumstances aren't good. I'm feeling awake. But I'm going to trust you I'm going to trust you for those unknown tomorrows. And just as Joseph has come to terms with Mary and Mary, having been told by God in a dream that he should take her as his wife, there's a, dec- a decree that goes out um, for a census to be taken. So each person must go to their hometown where they're to register. And Joseph therefore has to go to Bethlehem. And humanly speaking, many of us many people if they were married, would say of all the times for a census to come uh, like i'm pregnant and now i'm going to have to travel along those dirt roads on the back of that donkey for miles and miles and miles and when they get there when they arrive in bethlehem well wouldn't you know there's no accommodation you know it's gonna it ends up a stable and if you really were someone that you wanted to, you were the type of person that complained a lot, you may well say, what is God doing? Can anything else go wrong? We're trying to do his will here. Can anything else go wrong? But there's no sign of any complaints from Mary, no sign of any murmurs from Joseph, just a quiet trust, just a serene trust, just to surrender. God, I'm going to trust you with this. He knows our unknown tomorrows. If Mary was here to testify this morning, I reckon she'd say, surrendering the situation to God, no matter how bleak that it seems, it brings a peace. He knows. He knows our unknown tomorrows. But in verse 7, then we're told, And she brought forth her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in swaddling clothes, laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. You know, we're familiar with the story of the shepherds. These uncouth men, uncouth men, which were sometimes banned from ever worshipping in the synagogue. Um, But yet, outside of the family, they're the first to know. They're the first to know of Christ. Uh, coming to earth for there is born to you this day said the angels in the city of david a savior who was christ the lord and then a multitude a multitude is about 150 um, 150 so there's 150 angels burst into song now i had the privilege of being in New irish arch last night that's the closest i've got to it uh, it was a wonderful a wonderful and karen was playing the violin at it. It was a tremendous evening. That's the closest I've ever got the multitude of angels singing, but but they, the, then the, the, the shepherds go to Bethlehem, as they're told, and they're very excited, and they, they tell Mary and Joseph all that's happened to them that evening. It's absolutely marvelous. It's mind-blowing. It's incredible. Um, we don't know if she ever commented, if Mary ever commented on this, but... What we are told, Mary kept all these things and pondered them, pondered them in her heart. The story of the shepherds, it reassured her that this is something that God is in. God is definitely in this. This is difficult for us, but God is in it. And she pondered these things in her heart. And she said, let it be to me according to your word. You know, there can be times when God speaks to us through scriptures or through through a song, and it's personal, and we know that God is speaking to us, and we don't want to share it. We don't want to verbalize it. We don't want to speak it out. We want to just keep it. It's between me and God. It's us. It's that personal connection. And this is Mary. She kept all these things. She kept all these things and pondered them in her heart about her son. You know, it's important at times to pull back, to take a break on life, to stop, to put the brakes on, to stop and think, where are we with God at the moment? To stop and think, is God speaking to me today? Is, what is God trying to do in my life today? How is he but trying to help me to grow in him today? Often we're so fast and we're so busy, we don't put the brakes on. But sometimes it's important to put the brakes on and just ponder in your heart what God is doing. And that's what Mary was doing here. But you know, surrendering your life to God, it doesn't ensure an easy ride. And Mary was soon to get a warning. She got a couple of warnings about pain that was coming, about hurt that was coming. Um, We're told in verse 25, Behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And we're told the Holy Spirit was upon him. He was an elderly gentleman. God's Spirit had told him he would not die. He had not die until he saw the Lord's Christ, God's anointed. And this particular day when Mary and Joseph come with a wee baby to make an offering. God comes upon this man and says, they're here now, go to this part of the temple. Because the temple was massive. There were thousands of priests working away. And he told them to go to this part of the temple. And he went and he saw Jesus and he saw Mary and Joseph. And he took the baby in his arms. And he says, Lord, now you're letting me go. Now you're letting me depart in peace. Now you're letting me pass away in peace because now I have seen your anointed God. You've promised me this, and now it's been fulfilled. And he says some wonderful things to the parents. He says some wonderful things. I'm sure they were just bursting with pride and excitement. But then, and here comes the warning, and he turns and he sets his eyes on Mary. And he says to Mary, yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul. A warning that hurt is coming. You know, our hearts hurt for Mary here. And amongst all of the excitement, having a newborn baby, all the marvelous things that have been said about him, there's a sting like a scorpion in the heart of Mary. You know, I believe that the hardest thing must be in life must be to lose a child. And Mary, at one time, she had hopes and dreams of her own. When the angel brought the news about a baby, a child from God, she was scared, but she managed to release her own life into the hands of God. I trust you with it. But now... She's having to learn not just to release her own life into the hands of God, but to release the very life of her son, which was more precious than her own life, into the hands of God, into God's service. You know, the instinct for any mother is protect, protect, protect. But she must prepare herself emotionally to release him also, to prepare herself emotionally to let him go to be hurt. You know, when you watch your children growing up and when you go out, when they go out on their own, you probably worry about them more than you did when they were children. You know, you're worried because they're outside your own protection. And it's very difficult to surrender them, to let them go. And even into the care of God's hands, it's hard to just let them go. But that's what we must do. And that's what she must do. There's a warning here from Simeon. Yes, you're blessed by having this child, but there's, there's hurt coming. There's hurt coming. You must prepare yourself. Now, nowhere was she reminded of this more than whenever the whole family, they used to travel to Jerusalem, probably did it every year, going to the Passover every year to celebrate there. And Jesus was about 11 or 12 years old when they went on this occasion and they were excited the buzz of the whole extended family of meeting everyone and then somebody one at one point says where's jesus well i haven't seen him for an hour or two where is he and they've lost him and three days they look for him can you imagine that like i mean can you imagine losing your child and not knowing where they are three days emotionally, physically wrecked. They'd search Jerusalem, high and low, night and day, and eventually they find him in the temple. And uh, Mary says to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Look, look at your father. Look look at your father. He and I, we've, we have been so anxious, as we say in Northern Ireland, I've been worried sick about you. We have really been worried sick about you. But Jesus is so cool and so matter of fact about it. He says, Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I'd be about my father's business? That's their second warning. There's a red flag here, Mary. Our paths eventually are going to diverge soon. I don't have an earthly father. No offense, Joseph. I don't have an earthly father. But my father's God in heaven, and I must be about his business now. And, of course, relieved, they bring him home until he grows a bit older, and they do everything that good parents should do, and look after him and take care of him. And we suspect that Joseph, in the process, died at some point. We don't hear of him again. So he's probably comforting his mother, working out in the carpentry shop, bringing in enough income for her to survive. So he's working away, looking after the situation there. But there comes a time when their past will diverge. But in this passage, again, it tells us his mother kept all these things in her heart. She kept them there in her wee photograph album of her heart. She kept these things. She pondered these things. Not easy being a mother. Definitely not easy being the mother of the Son of God. Preparing your heart to one day be torn apart. But Mary with her heart prepared for pain, as much as any mother can prepare, she goes to the cross, and she stands at the base of the cross. There on the cross is the baby that she nursed, the boy that she held, the man who'd brought her joy every day of her life, But now a sword, she understood, a sword is now piercing her heart. Can you imagine the pain that this woman was going through? She's nursed him, she's cared for him, she's bandaged him when he's fallen down, she's looked after him, she's comforted him when when he's cried, she's helped him grow up the whole time, and now he's on a cross. Jesus was in excruciating pain. And hour after hour, he strained for a breath, and his tendons tightened, and his joints cramped amidst bouts of asphyxiation, searing pain as tissue was torn from his lacerated back as he was on the cross and trying to get comfortable and trying to find ease. And his back was moving up and down, up and down, and the skin coming off it that had been whipped the night before. Mary watched all this, wishing it could be her instead of him. And in the midst of all this, he gasps for the breath to get out these words. He looks down at her from the cross and he says, woman, behold your son. And John is down there, the disciple that Jesus had a, had a good relationship with. A real, he had a good relationship with them all, but we're told that there was something special. Just he, he, he connected with John. And he looked down at John and he said, John, behold your mother. And even amidst that pain and that hurt that he was going through, he prepares someone to take care of his own mother. It's an emotional scene, and even in such crushing agony, he cares for his own mother. And you know what? He cares for us, no less. He cares for us, no less. He's on the cross for each and every one of us. Love is the Son of God hanging by his arms, his muscles paralyzed, and unable to respond. That's his love for you. So I hope, just in conclusion, I hope you feel it this morning, both the wonder of God becoming flesh and dwelling among us, that beautiful story like no other, but also feel the depth of what it cost Christ, but not just Christ, his mother also, and how he touched their lives And how he touches our lives today. When we can completely in serenity serenity and peace say, Lord, I'm going through a tough time. But I'm going to trust you with it. I'm going to unclasp my hands around my own life. And I'm going to surrender it to you. And I'm going to trust you in it. You know, Jim Irwin's dreams were broken in pieces after the motorbike accident. But perhaps it made him more determined to, to, uh, to f- try and fulfill his dream of walking on the moon, and he did. Mary felt so much pain, but she'd had her dreams fulfilled and more. She had Joseph, she had her house in Nazareth, but she had the Son of God. But it was painful. Often our lives don't turn out necessarily how we planned. Sometimes they can be wrought with pain. Life can be very cruel at times. But in the pain, we meet Jesus. And as our lives are completely surrendered to him in quiet and peaceful, serene surrender, We see the potter's hands at work. And it may be years down the line before we recognize just what the potter has been doing through suffering. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that you are the potter and we are the clay. And Lord, we as clay can sometimes fight back and I don't want to go on the wheel. I don't want to be like this. I don't want to do this. I don't want, I have my own plans. But Lord, we find peace most of all when we just say, Lord, put me on the wheel. Lord, put me on the wheel. I don't know what that's going to mean. I don't know what's going to come from that. But Lord, I want to take my hands off my own life and give them into your hands. I want to take my, the, the, the life of my wife, or my children. And I want to, Lord, take my grip of them and surrender them to you to do what you will. And Lord, in our congregation too, may we do it the same. Lord, you shocked us with the incarnation. Shock us again. Shock us in Crocken. Let us see you doing a work in this place and in this community for your glory. In Jesus' name, Amen. So, uh, if you've got a wee minute, um, as you know, uh, our relationship with the local schools are very, very important. The local primary schools here, and we did have the primary school uh, from Colmeen, Colmeen Primary School, were here uh, two weeks ago, and the place was bunged with children. It was great. They had their carol services on the Tuesday and the Wednesday. And uh, there, was, there was one particular video which I thought would be very nice to put on. Uh, and I asked the principal if I could ha- do it uh, on Christmas Eve and show this little video because it's about the glory of God. And it's, hallelujah, it's a Handel's Messiah, but it's done uh, from the kid's point of view. Okay, so we're going to watch. It's only a very short video. We're going to watch it now. I look, <laughs> I look forward to the wee service tomorrow morning. It'll just be a very short family service, but I know with situations where some families go in different places, if you can't make it tomorrow morning, uh, may I just wish you a very happy Christmas and a happy new year to you all. So uh, let's just finish with, Oh come all ye faithful, a good rousing carol. and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all here and forevermore.